Hello, welcome to the podcast program In Community and Company, presenting inspiring conversations about how communities galvanize. The podcast is produced by the Department of Community Engagement at Point Park University, and I'm your host, Eric Sloss. I'm here with Dr. Brittany McDonald, who recently defended her dissertation examining the relationship between corporate social responsibility and millennial employee engagement. Dr. McDonald, welcome. Thank you for having me. Sure. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you found your way to study this particular subject matter. Um, Sure. Well, I've been working for a bank for the last 10 years, and um, the last five of those years I've been in an analytics function that's particularly on the employee experience. So I've worked with Gallup, if you're familiar with the uh, Mm. Gallup polls. (laughs) So I worked with Gallup. Um, Now we work with a new vendor, but essentially it's on employee engagement. And as someone who is a millennial and I was really involved with our survey responses and things like that, I began to get more and more interested in the things that make people either engaged or disengaged. And in addition, I do a lot of work in the community with like different boards and nonprofits around the city. So I'm like, how can I marry these two things together? (laughs) So that's how I um, got really interested in this program. And um, I decided to try to figure out what relationship really does exist between engagement and particularly millennials since I'm a millennial and that population is just so big right now. So um, it just seemed like a really good fit. Yes, I know. I saw us. I read a statistic where it was like, what to, uh, by twenty twenty, half of the the workforce will be millennials. Yes, so, definitely. So the wave is coming, right? So how we understand their role in corporate America is going to be really critically important. I think one thing is, you know, the conversation that we have here today is shaped around how communities galvanize around an issue and how that issue leads communities to act. Would you argue? corporate social responsibility or CSR is a galvanizing factor for millennials? Um, I think it could be in the workplace when it comes to having shared values and things like that. Um, When it comes to employee engagement of any age group, a big factor is like a sense of belonging and having some type of shared values. And given that it's a really big uh, or well-known characteristic of millennials that they're searching for working for an organization or belonging to any group where there's like-minded individuals or people that share the same values and have the same type of um, mindset, especially around like the environment and things like that. So it definitely could be a galvanizing factor in that space. Do you see any particular issues around CSR that are more intriguing or appealing to millennials? Um, I would say the most I don't know if I want to say... Well, yeah, the most intriguing part is the fact that from my research and from a lot of things I've researched through other studies through like Pew or Gallup or Deloitte or even Cone, um, is that millennials will actually leave an organization really quickly if they feel like their values aren't aligned with the organization. And that's really important given that they are the majority of the workforce. So at this point... I think it's really important for organizations and companies to really take into consideration what millennials are needing or demanding or what they're looking for in an employer, especially since most of them are highly educated. You know, in my class, uh, I I share an article by Anil Kanarni. It's called The Case Against Social Responsibility, published in the Wall Street Journal. 
and he makes the case that there could never really truly be corporate social responsibility. He argues in circumstances in which profit and social welfare are in direct opposition, an appeal to corporate social responsibility will almost never be uh, effective because ex executives are unlikely to act voluntarily in the public interest and against shareholders' interests. So you talk about the alignment of 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 you know the the ideals and values of a company and the millennials' interests. You know how does that gap get filled when profit plays a role in this? Well, I think that at this point it really doesn't matter. I mean. Sincerity obviously is important right. whenever an organization is being socially responsible or if they're just trying to right a wrong <laughs> that they made in history. But ultimately, from the research, it's like millennials would prefer to work for an organization that is socially responsible. Now, whether they're doing it because they think it can positively impact their bottom line or because they're doing it out of sincere goodness in their hearts, <laughs> right. you know, in the end, the outcome is the same. Right. They're still making this impact, like I said, whether involuntary or voluntary, they're still doing it. Right. And it, and it's I guess I, I guess what I'm hearing here is, is that it's up to the individual to make that choice. Exactly. The, the millennial. And if in fact what you've just described, if they don't align, see you later. This person's yes. leaving. <laughs> so that's actually interesting. And, and for my case, you know, what I do is I have my students look at from a lens of communications and marketing and branding and creativity. And what they they do as students should in, in academia is kind of look at, you know, what does a CSR really stand for, you know, mm -hmm. as it relates to the brand of the company. And they're they're looking at a very analytical point of view. And the assignment is simple and they have to go in there and look at the language of a CSR and see if the the actual CSR aligns with the brand of the company. Mm -hmm. And they've been able to analyze some of these social responsibility efforts and say, hey, these really don't align. But I don't know if millennials are actually in that environment kind of making that analysis in real time. I don't know. From yeah. my research and like the responses that I've got from my surveys and from the focus group, it seems as though it's more of a holistic view of it as opposed to an analytical breakdown, like, hey, well, look at the strategic plan of this organization. Right. I don't know if it makes sense that they're working with this company or this nonprofit. I don't think it's it goes that deep, okay. but it could. I don't know. Right. Um, but it seems like it's a holistic view where it's, um, does it seem like this company is trying to give back to the company or to the community that they serve? Does it seem like they care about their employees and their well-being? Are they making sure that their employees have a great work-life balance? Things like that. Mm -hmm. Like that's another thing. I feel like sometimes people, when they think of CSR, they only think of like going green, or they only right. think of like the community um, or societal outreach part of it. And it's also about employees. Mm -hmm. They have to make sure that they feel comfortable, like their voices are heard, that there is transparency, that there's good benefits, like all of those types of things, even tuition reimbursement, like that's still a part of corporate social responsibility in the end. Yeah, good point. I mean, and you know, I guess that, I guess that's where I was going with the question is like are millennials, you know, analyzing into the fact that saying, hey, you know, corporate A, are you planting 15 trees like you're telling me to plant? <laughs> but you're telling me it's more of a philosophical, holistic approach to say, hey, 
are you doing what you're telling what we're doing, but also the ideas of transparency and tuition remission and all these yeah. other pieces that play a part of it. Yeah, there's so many different parts. Like, I would say like the biggest four factors or the most widely accepted four factors of corporate social responsibility would be like responsibility to stakeholders, to customers, to the employees themselves, obviously, and to society. And then, like, also, you can add, like, environment or you can, like, however you want to divvy up the rest. But employees are a big part of that, so they have to make sure that the uh, values align there. But also, like, do I feel comfortable here? Is the culture a good fit? Mm -hmm. Things like that. Right. There was an article in uh, Harvard Business Review by uh, Dr. Brandon Rigoni and Amy Adkins. The article was titled, What Millennials Want from a New Job. And there was a uh, piece of the article that stood out to me. It said, contrary to popular perception, millennials place little importance on a company encouraging creativity or being fun. Uh, in fact, baby boomers are slightly more likely than millennials and Gen Xers to say that creativity and fun are extremely important to them when applying for a job. But millennials do need to be convinced why and how an organization will help them learn, grow, and develop and further their careers. And I guess that's another piece I would understand as as you define CSR, right? Yes, that is another piece, the whole career development. Um, one of the things that I know millennials face, and me as a millennial, it's like it doesn't matter how many degrees you get or whatever in certain organizations where people maybe didn't go and get MBAs or PhDs or whatever, but they have 25 years of experience, you know, most millennials obviously aren't going to have that. Right. So the idea of career development and cross training and those types of things are really important in an organization to make sure that they know, hey, I can actually have career advancement here and I don't have to sit in the same job in the same cube for 15 years to, you know, <laughs> be recognized or right. move up here in this organization. So that's a really big piece of it, that career development and making sure that they feel that like they're being valued and that they're being trained and that they're a valuable piece of the organization as opposed to someone where they're disposable. Right. Now, what is how does that relate to, um, you know, they do have a tendency, I'm, I don't have any particular facts to support this and maybe you can help me think this through, the whole idea of them moving from job to job. Uh, as I understand it, and only anecdotally, is that they do tend to move from job to job if in fact they're not happy. Uh, looking for long-term employment is just something that, because I guess maybe because the economy is good, they were born into an economy that was good. Um, how does that career development, being with one institutional organization or company for long-term, play into that role? Well, from like my focus group discussions and interviews that I've uh, had with people, well, millennials, it seems as though they they would actually stay as long as they possibly could. The job hopping is simply because the culture isn't right or they're not offering what they need. Like, I've been at the same place for 10 years yeah. <laughs> because they've offered those awesome things. I've done a lot of career development. I've been able to job shadow executives in, like, I've been able to shadow the chairwoman of our, base, like, our foundation, our philanthropy department, and that's a really awesome opportunity. So those things really make a big difference. I don't think I would have stayed three years if I <laughs> didn't right. have those types of opportunities or I didn't know that this company was progressive and that they were trying to make it so that people want to make their career moves here and right. develop. Right. Well, you think about some of these, you know, Silicon Valley tech companies and Google, they have all these like, 
you know, uh, they have a, you know, free food, free kitchen. They have rock climbing walls. Yes. And, you know, I think those kind of tools and amenities are, are, are important for millennials. But I'm just, again, this is anecdotal simply because I think the tech industry aims to recruit millennials more than maybe baby boomers or Gen Xers. So how does that fun factor play in there? Is that lumped into the CSR or is it just like, does this article really hold weight in terms of, hey, just give me the goods, not the fun? Um, I I would say from discussions that 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 does influence, you know, that attraction. Now, I don't know if that'll make them stay, right. but it's, it's in a, like they're valued. So it has to be more than, okay, we can play like foosball during lunch mm-hmm. like it has right. to be a little bit more than that right but or, i do think that helps the attraction yeah the bells and whistles will bring yeah, them in definitely and, right get them get their attention yes. and then once they're hooked say hey we have this important how are baby boomers adapting to the millennials it seems like there's a really big disconnect um, and it's funny because a lot of the boomers have millennial children <laughs> or, you know, grandchildren, whatever it right. may be. But um, it does seem like there's a disconnect there. Um, being someone who does job seek from time to time, even though I've been in the same company, but I've had different roles, you know, mm-hmm. it seems sometimes that those of that older generation a little bit don't necessarily understand or don't respect the fact that millennials feel like, hey, I went and got this master's degree, or hey, I went and did this, and I do have experience in X, Y, Z. Why doesn't that matter? Because it seems like a lot of times it's just the time in a right. company or the time that someone's been working that matters the most. Right. Where I'll hear people say, or boomers, or I hate to say, like, baby boomers to say that they oh well you don't have 10 plus years of experience in x and it's like well hey but i i did this i did this project i consulted on this like they don't understand sometimes that that actually does make a difference you don't have to be on a particular job for 15 years to have that experience that's actually a really good point i was a partner of a creative agency creative industries are a little bit different because they tend to be flat organizations you want all everybody has needs to have a voice and um but i could tell with my you know some or my former students that i was able to hire or get them involved in an internship but they were more vocal about being involved and and not only owning their opinion but standing by their opinion mm-hmm. and kind of taking management roles or management sensibilities in a way that I've never experienced even from an older generation, you know? So I thought that was an interesting observation and I can imagine the challenge baby boomers have in yes. terms of us saying a millennial who's coming in at like 24, 25 years old to, or 26, 27 who has a master's yeah. degree and saying, hey, I can, I can solve this particular problem with the same level of expertise that you have because of my background. Exactly. And a big part of it is technology, obviously. Right. <laughs> like, so access to information allows yes. them to solve the problem quicker or, or I think deal that, with issues. Yeah. yeah, definitely quicker. And just the way that we have so much access now to learn anything, to whether it's something formal, like some type of... I don't know, like a skill program at an organization that they might have formally or just YouTube. Like you can really learn so much 
just Googling certain things or going on YouTube and trying to learn certain things. Like there's a lot out there that wasn't there for boomers necessarily. Linda, LinkedIn learning, yes, all, the, all of yeah, that. Yeah, I was, um, I just wanted to learn data visual, visualization and I Tableau and I, you know, just crash course like for a weekend just to yes. figure it out. And it's just right there at your fingertips. I did that with SQL. I did that with like trying to learn basic coding like for my app like all type it's it's nice that the information is so easily and readily available well that's clearly the difference between baby boomers and and millennials right it's this technology gap Mm -hmm. and that millennials know how to solve problems through technologies baby boomers do not i mean that some may but the reality is they, they they just don't have those skills so how how millennials themselves could articulate those solutions through technology to an audience that doesn't really understand technology is that's that's got to be challenging. Yes. You know, and even as, as as you think about CSR too, right? So corporate social responsibility sometimes is about transparency and all these other layers that you've described, but solving problems for the community. How can technology play a role in that? And that's mm-hmm. actually pretty interesting. Well, Dr. McDonald, this was a great conversation. Thank you so much. I Hopefully this is one of many. Um, this is the podcast program In Community and Company, presenting inspiring conversations about how communities galvanize. It's produced by the community under Heather Starfiedler, director of the Community Engagement Program at Point Park University, our trusty sound engineer, Nick Ruffalo. This is recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Center for Media Innovation at Point Park University. Thank you. Thank you.